The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Stop judging and you will not be judged. Stop condemning and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and gifts will be given to you. A good measure, packed together, shaken down, and overflowing will be poured into your lap. For the measure with which you measure will in return be measured out to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, good morning. Uh, for many of you, you'll, uh, you know that uh, yesterday we began a 33-day journey to Eucharistic glory. Uh, there's a book that's available in the parish office. And uh, so yesterday was day one, 33 days. It leads up to Holy Thursday uh, for the final um, event for the, the whole uh, pilgrimage here. Uh, so I was thinking about that. We're on day two. And uh, that was kind of helping to shape my thoughts on our readings today. And when we look at the uh, first reading and the responsorial psalm that we had, uh, don't destroy us, Lord, because of our sins. But then when we get to the gospel, it's really changing. And this is what Jesus came for, not to destroy, but to restore us. And the restoration is through the Eucharist. That's the purpose. That's what Jesus came for, to help us deserve through his death, but allow us to be restored through the Eucharist and the other sacraments. Well, this 33-day journey um, I couldn't help one of my favorite songs. Seems like a good theme song for this 33 days. Um, so I wanted to um, go through that with you and maybe you'll find that it's helpful for yourself. Now, you'll have to pardon me because the name of the song is a word that we don't say during Lent. Hallelujah. The deacon's gone a little wild here with bringing out hallelujah on Lent. Um, I think it's appropriate, though, because the reality in this song, it's a cold and lonely hallelujah. It's a very misunderstood song. The world has a way of doing that. But if we look at it from God's perspective, hallelujah means praise God. It means worship. Praise God. Alle, praise. Allelu, and then Yah is God. Praise God. These uh, lyrics, some of my favorite lines, I like to listen to it over and over again. He starts off, he says, uh, the, the author, Leonard Cohen, he says, now you've heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord, but you don't like music, do you? That's worship. You don't like to worship me anymore. 
the way it's supposed to happen. You only like to worship yourself. Um, he talks about King David and Samson and how they lost the power, the relationship through sin. They lost their relationship. It was broken. All I've ever learned from love is how to shoot somebody who outdrew you. John tells us in 1 John, because I loved you first, you can love. These are all things that God is telling us in the worship, in the praising that we give him that is truly worship. He said in the song, I couldn't feel, so I learned to touch. You think of the Sistine Chapel with Michelangelo and Adam and God just touching. We lost the ability to have that close relationship that God had with us back in the garden. And then he actually gets that in uh, the next verse. He says, I remember when I moved in you and every single breath we drew was hallelujah. Before that bite of that juicy apple, God and man had such a close relationship. And of course, the way to get back to that relationship, the restoration, is again through eating through the Eucharist. That's what Jesus came for, to restore our relationship with God to the way it used to be. Now, in one of these verses, it says, it's a cold and lonely hallelujah. That's really the concept of when we think about Lent, from God's perspective, we don't have that relationship yet. We're still in that restoration. We're doing a revival. We're doing a whole pilgrimage to reacquaint our love with what Jesus brought to us in the Eucharist. As I was um, thinking uh, about all these things, um, I couldn't help but think about uh, the Stations of the Cross. And really, Jesus, where is he most cold and lonely? It's uh, over on Station 12, nailed to the cross. Cold and lonely, waiting for us. One other last piece of this that I maybe will help you during this 33 days. The very first words of the uh, institution that uh, Father Sudeep will say. Uh, there's four different main ones that you might see with the uh, Eucharistic prayers, but um, the one that I find most interesting is uh, number three. The very first words after he blesses the gifts is, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. Think about this. On the night he was betrayed, 
he started this restoration process because he knew he would be on the cross in a cold and lonely waiting for us to be restored. On the night he was betrayed, think about the times we've been betrayed or hurt. Do we institute something that is giving, like our gospel tells us, to give even when we've been hurt? But Jesus says, and he started the whole restoration on the night he was betrayed, waiting for this restoration to happen, for us to come with pure hearts to the Eucharist, to be restored into this life where, as Paul said in the book of, or his letter to the Galatians, it's not me, it's Christ in me. That moving within me, that relationship that's so strong and tight with God every moment of our life. I, I hope that you're on this 33-day uh, journey with us until we get to Holy Thursday. And as we keep building up our love of what Christ is doing in the Eucharist to restore us to that relationship with him. Let's stand and offer.